Hello, and thank you so much for joining me tonight. My name is Ethan Mathias, and I will be your host for tonight's episode of Not Your Average Hunter. Tonight, I'm going to be joined by my buddy, Luke Rudy from Habitat Flats. Luke's been a guide there for a little while. You can find Luke on Instagram at Srudy underscore Luke. Thanks, and hope you enjoy this episode. What's up, Luke? What's going on, man? Not too much, man. I appreciate your time tonight. Yes, sir. So what you guys up to? Well, fishing right now. Got a got one hitting it right now, actually. It's nice. Well, uh, where are you guys at? We're on the local lake, uh, Coffin Lake, right now. Nice. Well, sounds about a little bit more fun than what I'm doing right now. I'm just sitting at the house. Oh yeah, yeah. So living life. Yeah, I'm trying to. Someone's got to do it. That's right, buddy. <laughs> well, Luke, tell everybody that uh, that doesn't know who you are. You know, a little bit about yourself, what you do. Oh, well, I'm Luke Rudy and uh, Coffeen, Illinois, and uh, I guide for a living. That sounds like a pretty good life. Yeah, it ain't, uh, it's not too bad, not too bad. <laughs> now, is it a, so what, the, the guiding part, is that a, is it a full-time year-round deal, or? You know, 60 days or, you know, what? what's uh, been a guy like? Dude, it's six months out of the year, seven days a week. <laughs> no no days off. Yeah, we get a couple of days off for uh, for Thanksgiving and three days off for Christmas. But uh, other than that, man, it's, uh, it's balls to the wall. Yeah, last year you guys did that. Uh, I don't know if it was actually on Thanksgiving Day or not. Didn't didn't y'all do some big uh, Thanksgiving dinner at the Grand or something last year? Yeah, yeah. So we a uh, bunch of us get together, the guys, the girls, Tony, whoever uh, whoever wants to come, and uh, we'll get together, kind of get a little time off to ourselves and uh, enjoy uh, enjoy. Well, I mean, as long as you guys don't go hungry over there. You know, oh man. You- <laughs> If you leave that place hungry, that's your own fault. The girls do an excellent job with the food. Uh, you easily gain, I'd say, 15 pounds throughout that six months. Hell, yeah. You're doing it right then. That's right, buddy. You work all winter long for this summer body. I'm right there <laughs> <Yeah>. with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so, yeah, I mean, speaking of the grand and food and stuff, I mean, is it? do they – do y'all have – full-time chefs and all that or is it just y'all cooking or what how's that work out yeah man so uh tony and the boys they'll uh they'll they hire out some girls we got uh share down at the grand she's full-time down there she's the uh she's the lodge manager there then uh randy smith we call she's up <laughs> she's up in sumner and uh we'll hire five or six girls for each place and Man, they do a good job. As long as there's breakfast ready when I get up, I'm I'm all for it. Oh, there's plenty of that. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, man. So how you know Habitat Flats? You know, it's one of the most recognized clubs, by far the most popular one you hear on social media. Anybody in that duck hunts or goose hunts knows what Habitat Flats is. Knows you know. I mean, it, it's the ultimate club. It's a duck hunter's, goose hunter's paradise. Mm-hmm. How how the hell did you come across that? Oh, man. I 
I took a shot in the dark, really. Uh, so I emailed Ira McCauley, and uh, I found out they was opening a lodge up in uh, St. Paul, Kansas. St. Paul, Kansas, up in Saskatchewan and Arkansas. So I sent Ira an email, asked him if he'd need any help, kind of bugged him a little bit. And, uh, man, I think I was 18, 18 at the time. And, uh, man, I, was, I kept, kept, kept at it, right? <laughs> so, uh, man, finally got a hold of me, said, hey, get a hold of Cooper Olmstead and the other guy. I was like, I can do that. Well, Cooper and them had me come out for two weeks, and they worked me like a dog. I wasn't really expecting it. And, uh, man, we built timber holes. We cleared brush. We built blinds. We did it all right. And uh, so I, I go back home. I was like, man, I, hopefully uh, hopefully they call me back. Well, it was probably, I don't know, middle of season. And my phone rings, and it's Cooper. And he's like, hey, man, we need help. So I said, I'll be right there. And uh, <laughs> I'm on my way. Yeah. So I worked out there for two years and ended up getting to come to uh, come to the summer lodge, and it all went from there. Man, that that's awesome. I mean, persistence paid off. Yes, yes. Man, that, that, that's probably not the case anymore. I mean, I, there's no telling how many guys are applying there every single day. And it's, it's hundreds. You wouldn't believe it. Tony says he probably gets – I don't know, 50 to 100 emails a week, a day, whatever. <laughs> now, the the hard thing about it, too, man, is it, it's hard to find anybody worth a shit nowadays. I mean, you got all these guys that say, oh, man, I'm, I'll get my hands dirty. I'll do this work. You put them out there on a sunny day, 100% humidity, 105-degree weather, no wind. Oh, yeah. And those oh, guys man. quit that afternoon. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's not for everybody. You got to love it, dude. You got to love it. Oh man, yeah, you gotta be all about it. But I mean, that just the experience level. I mean, I feel like you guys. I mean, probably no two days are the same, right? Am I right? You're right. You're exactly right. right. Every day's a different day. The weather conditions are different. The clients are different. Everything's different. And what? What? Like two years ago is when y'all had that big flood, right? Uh, or a couple couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, we had. Uh... I want to say 2019 we had a big flood, and I want to say 2015 had a big flood. So I remember seeing all y'all's Instagram stories where y'all were buying every sandbag you could find, you know, doing everything you could to keep water out. Oh, yeah. That was, that was 2019, yeah. That was man. A, that, that was a mess, man. Was yeah. A mess. Yeah, I'm sure that took a while to recover from, too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There's still fields out there that hell have piles and piles of sand in it. Oh man, and that that's just that that'll ruin a whole quick. Yes. Yes, it will. Like we had the one hole, we called it the nines. Man, the levee blew out, and it that water just started turning and digging a hole. And uh, they finally got the levee fixed. We they went in there and looked at the blind. It was nothing but a pile of lumber. Oh shit. Yes, sir. And that that's one of y'all's famous holes, right? I mean, that, I feel like on the uh, on the the glory days, that's that's y'all's TV show. That was the one that historically is. I mean, it kills ducks every time you hunt it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that one does all right. I think you're thinking of Love Lake, though. Oh yeah, that's what it is. Yes, yeah. Love Lake's a 
pretty special place. And that, that's kind of the whole deal with Habitat Flats. I mean, I know you guys have – I don't even know how many acres you all have, but isn't it between two refuges? Yeah, yeah. So you have uh, Swan Lake and Silver. They're they're basically one. Then you have Fountain Grove, and that's to the north of the uh, Sumner Lodge. So you guys are kind of in a little sweet spot right in the yeah, middle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they they call that little area the uh, the Golden Triangle. They include those two in the uh, the Grand Refuge. Man, man, that. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, anybody can look at any anybody that hunts there has hunted there. I mean, they you guys got plenty of ducks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, there's a there's a few kicking around for sure. <laughs> so what? So were you guiding before Habitat Flats, or what? What were you doing before? Man, I was not guiding before Habitat Flats. I was just hunting little uh, little public walk-in areas, little private fields and all that. And I was just hunting around uh, hunting around home mainly. And then how did it finally just click, you know, when you said, man, I got to try this guide life out? Man, I was seeing all these, uh, all these, basically it came down to like DVDs, man. I was watching DVDs and uh, I was like, damn. That's life to live right there. <laughs> uh, like, I like, I think I'd like to do that for uh, for the rest of my life. And hell, like I said, I took a shot in the dark and kind of paid off from there. Yeah, no kidding. So how long how long have you been there? When did you finally first start? Oh, what was it? I want to say I want to say I started helping those guys out in 2015. Oh shoot! So you, yeah, you've been there for a minute. Yeah, yeah, I've been there, I've been there a little bit. And it, it, it changes every day. I mean, oh yeah, man, you wouldn't believe it. It's, I mean, it. Uh, any idea how many acres you guys have just at the Grand and ooh, the spot just north? Man, I want to say all together we probably manage roughly around four thousand acres. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a lot to take care of. It's a nice little chunk of heaven right there. Yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's pretty nice. <laughs> man, that that uh, that's awesome. I can't wait to put my eyes on it this year. Yeah, man, we're I'm looking forward to meeting you finally. Yeah, man, it's it's been uh, long overdue. So, you know, you mentioned y'all building blinds, building timber holes, and stuff like that. You know, is that is that part of being a guide at Habitat Flats? Or are there guys that that are guys that all they do is they show up? they guide they go home or is it you know if you're a guide you're all hands on deck you're running the tractor you're building blinds you're you know making new roads pulling levees yeah 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 that's uh that's part of it if you're a guide you're gonna be you're gonna be building blinds you're gonna be clearing out beaver huts putting in water water control structures the whole nine yards it's uh Tony, uh, Tony and Dan Doherty and Cole Doherty, they, uh, they do most of the planting. Then, uh, Arliss, Arliss is down there right now, actually. He, uh, man, they got a buttload of rain and, uh, it actually, believe it or not, it, uh, it wiped out a bunch of our crops. So they're down there broadcasting millet, buckwheat, about anything they can really to get it, uh, back going. Well, that, that's the the neat thing I think about you guys versus some other places, you know, some people may say, man, you know, we got all this rain ruin the field. That sucks. Uh, every, every video I've seen or any 
conversation you and me have ever had, you guys don't settle for that. If if something happens, you guys jump on it immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We try to do the best we can with what we uh with what we have, man. Well, there's <laughs> there's no doubt about that. I mean, you shit, y'all y'all never stop. That's right. Yeah, it's uh it's definitely nonstop. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, are are you guys buying more property every year? I mean, I, I I don't know how how that whole process over there works. You know, I know you got a ton of property as it is, but shoot, if you if you if you get access to it, or you know, somebody around there that's been farming their whole life is ready to retire, you know, shoot, if y'all keep gaining ground, that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we did acquire a piece of ground this year. Actually, I want to say. I want to say they said it was 300 acres, 300 to 600 acres right, right along the river. So, oh man, that's all the that's all that levee work. That oh really? Yeah, I was gonna say. Seen. Yeah, seen, seen a bunch of y'all's videos, man. That that looks like a pretty good spot. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll find out this year, hopefully, huh? Oh, I mean, shit, y'all y'all don't mess around. I know how you guys roll. <laughs> oh yeah yeah we'll probably we'll probably build some blinds or either put a put a couple pits out there so yeah. well so what's it look like you know after after the season's over i mean i know you, you guys are pretty much running the game on moy soil right now and all that but you know at the end of the season or before the season do you guys all sit down and say you know what this this hole didn't produce this year this place sucked, this place was awesome, or, you know, this is how we can improve it? Man, we, uh, we'll sit down. I mean, we, we all kind of keep track of, like, what hole does what, but, uh, there's probably not, there's, there's maybe one hole, I'd say, out of that whole, out of the whole operation that, that doesn't get hunted, uh, but we like to have plenty of options. Oh, yeah, and you, I'm sure you guys have a bunch of rest areas, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, we have a couple, but uh, man, we like to. It goes back to that little pressure management deal. We'll uh, say Jaron, he'll be hunting the blind, and he'll notice all oh, well, these ducks are hitting here, and he'll shoot whoever a message and uh, and tell him tell him what the deal is, and Tony will get a game plan, get a game plan together, and go from there. We're basically scouting while we're hunting. Right. Yeah. And then, I mean, I imagine, you know, when you guys are done, you know, not every field's getting hunted every day, right? Yes, yes, yes correct. Yep, yep. So, I mean, we're, I'm we're, sure. We, we try resting. We try resting things the best we can. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty tough, though, with with the amount of guys we we run, but there's uh, there's definitely plenty of ducks around to, to get it done. So how, how many guys, can't the grand sleep? Shoot, I can't like a hundred guys or something. No, 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 no. Uh, the, grand, the grand will sleep. The grand will sleep. I want to say twenty four clients, then like eight to ten guides. Oh man, nice. Yep, yep. Then the summer lodge, I want to say we'll hold we'll hold thirty two, and we have like some overflow bedrooms and stuff. And then uh, us guides, they uh, they boss a little pretty nice little bed and breakfast really so we get to get a break Heck yeah. A yeah i mean I'm, I'm sure after hunting with everybody all day 
you don't want to go back and sleep in the main lodge. I mean, if you're hunting every single day, man, you guys got to get a break in somehow. Yeah, yeah, and, that, and that's nice, nice. It's uh, we'll uh, we'll head back to where we stay and we'll sit around, maybe drink a few beers here and there. And- <laughs> And then we'll go out and fuel up generators, make sure ice eaters are running, and basically your your uh, your main stuff, man. Make sure it's all tip shop. Man, it, it seems like you know you know the ice eaters pretty well because every time it's cold, I know you're one of the first guys out there. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, them ice eaters do uh, do the trick. Ain't no uh. No hot water ponds like everybody says they are. Man, I shoot. I I wish it'd get cold enough in Arkansas we could use an ice heater, but those days uh, don't come through very often. Doesn't seem like. Hell, it got cold this year though, didn't it? <laughs> right after season ended. Yeah, yeah. you guys probably had all kinds of birds. Golly, I I was seeing videos of buddies showing me, and they were man, ducks were hitting dry fields in Arkansas, and I mean that's something we. We never see. Yeah, that's like almost unheard of down there. Man, no kidding. It's like seeing a damn king eider flying through a rice field. That's right. But well, man, that, that that's awesome. I mean, you got you guys got all the tools you need to make it happen. I mean, you got you guys. It looks like you have power at every hole. You got ice heaters. You got all the equipment. I mean, it. You guys do everything you can to set your clients up for success. It feels like. Yes, sir. Yeah, man, I, that's awesome. Well, I got a got a good one. I, uh, I I wish I still had the message on my phone. I dropped my phone in the lake and went swimming <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. But last year, I remember, shoot, it was probably November or something. The weather was terrible. We were sitting in our pit and we didn't see a single duck that whole morning. And I saw you posted something about you know where are the ducks. And you're like, man, same situation here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was, uh, that was probably that full moon stage, and it got a little hot, and kind of turned a little nocturnal a little bit. Oh, man, I had the bug spray and thermosel out. Those mosquitoes are going to town on us. Oh, yeah, dude, they're probably half dollar size down there. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know what the situation is with you guys. I know y'all are just north of us. You know, I'm in Arkansas, you're in Missouri, but – did y'all see any uh, or notice any nocturnal flights this year? You know, it- man, I saw one big, one big push, and that was at the beginning of uh, that's probably nah, that's probably the beginning of October, man. We got a little, we had a little cold, cold spell. We was out doing something in one of our uh, corn complexes. And the skies just lit up like it was nonstop duck pouring out of the north right at dark. Man, I wouldn't wouldn't say we saw anything significant. Man, it, it, I wish that was the case with us, man. It it seemed like right at shooting light, every duck in the world came out and was as dumb as could be. You know, there there's something about it. I, I you know I don't know what the pressure's like in Missouri where y'all are, but man, it just seemed like this year. Right at shooting light, all the birds were coming into the field or coming into the woods. And then, you know, same thing in the morning. As soon as that sun started to come up, they were gone. Dang. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd say, I'd say pressure. I'd say oh, pressure. yeah. I'd do a little bit with that for sure. There's a, there's quite a bit of pressure up by us with the, with the walk-in areas that uh, 
Fountain Grove or drawing areas. There's quite a few guys that go in there and bust them pretty good. So, are there are there quite a few? Is, I mean, everything surrounding you guys is it mainly public or is there a bunch of private clubs surrounding you guys? Man, I'd say a lot of it's probably uh, probably little small clubs or just just little. Uh, I don't know how to say it. A little one-time deal shoot type yeah. holes or whatever. I'll tell you what, dude. If I had the money, I'd buy the piece of property right next door to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've, uh, yeah. Yeah, it'd be, uh, it'd be something sure. for sure. It'd be something to see. Oh, shoot. I'm, I'm sure you guys just have random guys showing up all the time saying, man, I just want to come out here and look at it. Or, you know, I just want to drive down the levee. You know, whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we've had a few guys uh, pull in for sure, check things out. Uh, nothing too crazy. A lot of the people around there are locals, so they know uh, the little walk-in areas or whatever. People get mixed up, but not very often. Well, they're hunting Love Lake, and all of a sudden they hear boom, 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 boom. They're like, "Damn, that that's pretty close, right?" <laughs> well, then I think our cameraman Tyler Tyler Sawyer at the time he uh, he walked back there and hell there's four mallards in no time and he, uh i want to say he called tony and tony came and took care of it and uh that's done uh at the end of that so, <laughs> but yeah i mean that guy killed the ducks pretty quick so that was, <laughs> that was nice he, he had a hell of a hell of a morning for sure yeah I'm, I'm sure he won't make that mistake again nah nah it's uh Either a real good ass tune or a beat down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, I, uh, you always hear some of these stories about guys sneaking on to some of these big clubs and thinking they're slick, and, man, it, you can't can't be doing that. You got to no. respect, you know, you got to respect the guys that are putting in all the work, and you guys are out there every day. So, I mean, it's That's not right. it's not something where you can take it lightly, you know. No, no, you can't take that stuff lightly. Well, so what uh, what are you guys thinking about this up, upcoming season? I mean, I know it seems like you guys have been grinding it out pretty hard. You know, what, what do you what do you think it's going to look like this year? Man, we're hoping it's going to look all right. Uh, should be okay. I want to. I think has mm-hmm. been in the past few years anyway. Uh, time will tell, man. Time yeah. will definitely tell. Everything's looking all right. Like I said, some of our corn got wiped out. We'll definitely have plenty more soil for them if the uh, yeah. if the corn doesn't produce and uh sometimes that works out better than the corn believe it or not no man yeah no kidding i mean it corn corn yeah so uh man so are you guys hiring right now what's the what's the guide situation looking like at have death wise yeah, yeah, they're uh, we're actually getting ready to have a work weekend. I think July thirty first, and uh, we're gonna need uh, a camera guy and a few guys. A few of the guys decided they want to do their own thing, and that's good, good for them. And uh, some guys just weren't cut out for it. So well, I'm I'm sure it, uh, it's it's not not a job that everybody can handle, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, so what, you know, did they ask you, like, all right, Luke, you know, where, you, you know, why should we hire you? You know, what are, what are the qualifications, do you think, you know, 
for being a guide out there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, got to be a people's person. Got to be able to talk, communicate. Uh, got to be all right, duck caller, goose caller. And if you have a dog, if you have a dog, that helps. A lot of the uh, a lot of the clientele actually come there just and uh, they like that the best. Uh, so just being a guide, uh, does that get you a free pass on uh, having your dog trained at the new uh, Habitat Flats Kennels? Uh, I'm, I'm not <laughs> sure about that yet. I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't got that far yet. Man, I mean, that'd be a bonus in itself. Yeah, yeah, for I mean, sure. For shoot, sure. shoot, that'd I mean, something. spending 10, 12 grand. I mean, some, I know some guys spend way more than that, but shoot, if that was – if you're a guy and Tony says, hey, guys, you come guide for me, I'll train your dog for free. Yeah, that's a no-brainer. Hell of a deal there. right there. Yeah, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, that's worth its weight in gold. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, Clint, Clint Logan, Clint Logan, they do a, they're doing a hell of a job. They, uh, they have plenty of dogs right now, and they're they're working every day. I mean, it, yeah, it looks like quite the operation over there. You know, most guys think of a dog trainer, and they're like, all right, you know, he's got a got a barn or something, a few kennels. You guys took that to the max. Yeah, yeah. I mean, are. golly. They built all kinds of stuff, kennels, little uh, little running ponds or whatever they call it. I'm not super big in the whole dog training thing. I don't know a whole lot. That's why, uh, that's why we leave it up to them guys. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, I got my dog trained. I know I know how to command them, but I can do basic drills. But when it comes down to all the dog training stuff, man, I'm, I'm not the go-to guy. That's right. That's right. Uh, that's why I leave it to the pros. That's right. Yeah. Well, man, I meant to ask you earlier, do you guys hunt dry fields at all? I mean, is that, does anybody around that area? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll hunt, we'll hunt dry fields here and there. Uh, man, it's gotta be really, really cold though. Cause, uh, like I said, them ice eaters, they, uh, they do wonders for us. And then, uh, yeah, but if it gets like brutally cold out and them ducks will hop. If you had to pick dry field or hunting water, what would you pick? Water every day, every day of the week. <laughs> that's for that's for honkers anything. Man, I I don't even know what it that would even feel like. You know that that's what guys dream of. You know, it, showing up, no waders on. You go sit out in the field. That dry field, dry field and ducks and stuff. That uh, man, that's just not a real big fan. I'd, I'd rather shoot them shoot them over water. No, I hear you on that. Is it? I mean, a different setup. I mean, are you, are you throwing more? More decoys out, having a bigger spread, or what? You know what? What's man, that? What's that man, dry field look like? Man, if we're running traffic like we do sometimes, we'll we'll set out a big old spread of full bodies and a few uh, few ducks here and there. But try to make it like a black hole, really good. Yeah, uh, this big yeah. area from the pinpoint, and we'll go from there. But uh, usually, uh, like if we're hunting water, everybody spread kind of mainly the same. Same setup. Everybody kind of runs the same, same setup, same type of spread or whatever. So yeah, and you know, I'd imagine yeah, that this year is the first year we did that, and I, I still can't tell whether I think you know it, it has a big effect on it. In our timber, we pick those things up religiously every day. Yeah, yeah, but, man. It's just like man, they get, they'll get used to they'll get used to saying the same same decoy set the same way or or whatever. Just give them something something new to look at or whatever get in get out pick your stuff up and 
go from there. Are you guys running a bunch of motion? I always see y'all's, you know, Instagram stories and sometimes see the spread, you sometimes don't. But, you know, is it is motion the key or running a jerk rig or, you know, what what's the – what are you guys typically doing? Man, we we typically run, I don't know, two to three mojos most of the – man, you got to be loud. You got to get their attention, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, there's no doubt about that. So, what you know, do you guys have, you know, a bunch of timber or is it mainly ponds or sloughs or what? Basically, basically our timber holes are man-made fucking ponds, really. I mean, they're ponds in the middle of the timber. You just over the years you kind of recognize where the the flight the flight line is off the refuge and you get right underneath of them and hope for the best. Hope you can get it done day in day out. So y'all have timber. Yeah. You're seeing ducks fly over and you're like, "All right, it's cleared out." build a blind that's awesome that's kind of leading into my next question you know when you first started you know was habitat flats a duck club before or was it just in the perfect spot and you guys you know essentially created everything oh when oh when tony and them first started i'll, I'll probably get the story wrong <laughs> and, uh, well they they started hunting i guess I want to say Dan. Yeah, Dan had a bunch of property, and I think Ira and Aaron had a piece of property, and I think they want. I think they went. A couple of them went to school together, something like that, and they all got together, and well, they started acquiring pieces of property here and there, and well, they looked at each other and basically said, "There's too many ducks for a couple guys to hunt," so they started running clients. I want to say, and they kind of went off from there. Yeah, it's interesting. I've heard Tony on a bunch of uh, different podcasts, and I feel like everybody always asks him the same same exact questions. You know, everybody says the same thing. You know, how did it start? Everyone's gonna ask because they want to know. Oh yeah, yeah. How yeah. it's created, but you know, I like hearing it from from you guys. You know, you're out there every day, and you're you're working the ground. You know, it, it's pretty neat. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's neat. It's neat. <clears throat> it's definitely neat to hear all them guys get together and talk about how it started that's for sure yeah and then you sit back and kind of look what it turned into and it's something special so when when you're up at the grand you guys can look down on on a few fields right yeah yeah i mean you can see the refuge and you can basically see every field we hunt besides the north section on the uh on the side of the river, but you can some wine or whatever your choice is and go sit by the fireplace and look out there and watch. Uh, that, that's gotta be pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, man, it's, it's pretty, it's definitely pretty down there. So are you guys, as far as management practices, are you guys, are you done by a certain time every day? Or, you know, do you, you guys call it quits 10, 30, 11, no hunting after that? Uh, the timber guys they'll hunt they'll hunt until they kill their ducks or whatever. But in the corn, we try to like to be out of there at least by one, just so okay. the ducks can get back in there and get comfortable and do their thing or whatever, so we can get ready for the next day. Yeah, so I imagine. I mean, I'd imagine there's pretty few hunts that you're actually hunting till one in the afternoon. Man, what you think? <laughs> what you think? We're just like anywhere else. It's uh. We're definitely like anywhere else. You have your good days, you have your bad days, and uh, I don't know. Over the past several years or whatever, you 
you get some guys to show up who just think, oh, we're gonna we're gonna kill our ducks every single day, and it doesn't work like that most of the time. That's where it might be hard for me. You know, I, I couldn't I couldn't imagine. You know, I'm in sales, but I couldn't imagine. I'm a guide. Someone's paying me to come hunt there, and someone's complaining. Man, we didn't shoot our limit. I just paid all this money. You know, if, if, you're, if you're a real hunter, you understand. You know, not every day is going to be a limit. Exactly. Exactly. I I don't know how you guys keep your cool with some of them. I'm sure sure there's some days you can't wait to get the group out of the blind, and some days you want to keep them in there as long as possible just because they're good guys. No doubt. No doubt. Most of our clientele are pretty pretty solid. You run into a run into a few guys who give you a little bit of grief, but for the most part, they're they're a pretty solid group of fellas. Oh yeah, I'm sure, and I, I I'd imagine without being there, you guys probably have a lot of repeat customers too. You know, you go there one time, you're automatically hooked. You want to come back the next year. Yeah, yeah, a lot a lot of the guys are repeat customers for sure. We'll uh, we'll see a few new faces here and there, but the majority of the time, it's the it's the same old people, and uh, they definitely like to have fun. We like to have fun and good time. I'm I'm hoping uh, my group makes that a a, a yearly thing because uh, I mean it, everything I've heard from you and Tony and everybody over there I mean it it even if you only hunt it once just to say hey you know I've been out there I've experienced it I've seen what it's like and the amount of work that went into it you know it just going out there and looking at it would be you know pretty cool yeah yeah and it man it it's all about the experience too I mean that's that's the biggest thing you got to make sure the guys have a great time. And uh, just do your best to to give them that. Yeah. So uh, so with that, you know, when you you know, let's say you know I show up there this year, and you know, when you get done hunting, is there you know you just take a nap, or you know what what all you know does habitat flats offer? You know, you guys, you know, showing people around the property at all, or you know what's there to do? Man, so usually when you guys get done hunting a lot of guys they'll just come back start drinking or uh we offer uh upland hunts oh really yep yep afternoon upland hunts and uh, a lot of guys like doing that i mean it's just a it's just a kick and shoot or whatever pen raise birds but uh, a lot of guys really enjoy that so is that is, does that kind of double up your schedule you know if you're if you're going out, you got a group in the morning. Is that something that you you go out and do, or do you guys have you know pheasant guides that take another group? Yeah, so we most uh, guides typically don't do that. Like we'll we'll drop the guides off to the field where where everybody go shoots their birds or whatever. But then there's a there's some local local group of people that have their own little own little business or whatever, and Tony's kind of teamed up with them and. Hopefully that fits in our company budget. Yeah, man. For, uh, <laughs> for this year, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It's a good time. You get to shoot chuckers, pheasant, and uh, some quail. So Hell, yeah. Dude, yeah, you can't beat that. No, no. Hell, good eating, too. Oh, man. I'd, I'd tear up a pheasant right now. Yeah, yeah. They're solid. Yeah, no doubt about that. Well, so, with, uh, you know, with, with you guys, y'all are still in the Mississippi Flyway. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I mean, obviously it's hard to tell with the amount of birds you guys are getting in every single year. Have you guys felt a shift or seen a shift, you know, in ducks? uh, I'd say 
because I'm, I'm from Illinois. I mean, I'd say a few have shifted that way, but a lot of it, man, a lot of all weather dependent, whether they come down from the north. I wouldn't say a drastic shift by any means. I mean, but enough, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it, just looking at it on the map, I mean, where you guys are located, you're kind of in the the point of that funnel. You know, you're right on you're on the flyway, and if a bird's gonna do it, they're gonna do it after you guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is what it what it seems like. You're far enough north where if they were gonna shift, they'd shift south, or you know, not south, but you know, towards the central or whichever way they want to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, Look yeah, you that's, guys. That, that's hard town. I mean, that's, I don't know. That's, that's definitely. Yeah, I mean, it seems like you guys do a pretty good job of imprinting ducks. You know, whether whether you're doing it intentionally or not, I mean, it, it seems like birds stick around there, you know, well into March. Some years it just seems like you can't catch a break. No, no. That one year we uh, we had all the blinds brushed, pumped out, ready to go. Boom! Tony leaves for Canada. Big flood. Oh man! And we had to rebrush everything, pull generators, and it was a, it was a hell of a time. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, all all this work that you've been doing for weeks, just prepping, just went out the window. Of course, a couple hours. Yep, ruined in a few hours. Man, man, hopefully, hopefully that doesn't happen this year. Knock on wood. You know, hopefully it's smooth sailing from here on out. Yeah, let, let's hope. <laughs> yeah, shoot. Well, man, you know, I, I, I don't know if you ever get a chance to hunt Arkansas or not, or Tennessee or Mississippi. You know, anywhere south of you guys, but, uh, you know. You guys ever hear any or catch any slack from anybody saying you guys are holding all the ducks or you know send them south or anything like that? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, if you look on like the refuge forms or whatever, you got a bunch from down south. You say, oh, we're, we're changing the migration, old oh, hot water <laughs> ponds. No, not even a little bit. No, like I said, a lot of it's man, a lot of it's weather dependent. And, uh, but yeah, we, we'll get a few guys from like Louisiana to come up and like, I'll joke around with them. Oh man. Yeah. We're, so what do you think about these, uh, these hot water ponds <laughs> six inches of ice in our, in our damn timber, like the Louisiana guys, or whatever. Like we'll get a few guys to come in and I'll joke around with them and basically say, yeah, what do you think about these, uh, these hot water ponds? And we have six inches of ice floating in our timber hole and, and our in our in our food and uh, I didn't go about our day and I kind of get the gist of it. Man, I I've heard these rumors for heated ponds for years now. Yeah, man. never we, never no seen a single pond. one. There, there's no hell, there's no such thing around up. Man, yeah, I, I I've looked at different videos and read different forums on guys saying you know all these big clubs are you know holding up ducks and they're changing the flyway but man it it'd take a hundred thousand acres of corn you know with easy access and perfect water on them to maybe see a 
somewhat yeah, of a we, difference. We don't even hold a fraction of the ducks that are around here. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right when you said the the weather. You know, the weather the weather dictates a lot, and the pressure. Yep. Yep. I agree, hundred percent. Is there outside of Habitat Flats? Is there pretty good, pretty good hunting in Missouri? Oh yeah, yeah, man. Missouri, <laughs> Missouri's all around pretty good, pretty good hunting spot. Uh, yeah, I mean, there there guys that kill them on a daily basis. Just go out and hunt dry fields or hunt their own little little timber holes, and they get it done, man. I mean. Yeah, it, it's been years, and I don't know if you how far south Missouri you've been. I used to hunt Kennet every once in a while with some buddies in the boot Where hill. At? Where down, at? Down in uh, Kennet, right there in the boot hill. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a nice little sweet spot there for a minute, but uh, I think that area's kind of dried up as far as ducks go. Yeah, yeah. They'll I mean, be there. They'll be there eventually. <laughs> it's just gotten tough, man. There's, you know, you, you put too much pressure on – on something and it's going to slowly start going away. Yep. Yep. I agree. And I, I think you guys are doing it right. I mean, you, you obviously have figured something out, you know, not pressuring everything, letting certain areas rest and yep. Yep. Man, that, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's pretty neat. That's for sure. Were you guys getting any, uh, do you guys have any surveyors or like, anybody from ducks unlimited or delta that just come out just to survey ducks or you know just kind of get some more knowledge you know as far as you know what you guys are doing and things that they could do uh, man I, we've had a few guys from like ducks unlimited come and like shoot a couple tv shows but a lot of the duck towns are just on the refuge they, they... yeah i figure with with some of y'all's rest areas man i mean there's there's no telling how many birds y'all could hold there quite a bit there's a man if i could if i could show you a video right now it's uh <laughs> it'd be something i mean i bet you couldn't even fit another duck in there yeah there's a man it's real cold one day and i don't know if we got big push of ducks overnight or what but uh man it's like two degrees and we try not to go into our uh our corn when it's that cold just kind of let the ducks leave on their own and do their own thing Man, we we wheeled up in there, and I looked, and man, it was a uh, it was a sight to see. That's for sure. I won't ever uh, won't ever forget that uh, that day. Oh man, yeah, I got a the second year I started duck hunting. Man, my buddy took me out. We got pulled up to his club. And there's probably ten guys there. They're like, oh man, we've been running ice eaters all day. We got our spot picked out for tomorrow. And I was like, well, shit, we got here too late. And uh, we were talking to one guy that showed up a few minutes after us, and we were talking to him, and we are like, well, where are we going to hunt tomorrow? And he goes, well, y'all come out to the front porch real quick. He goes, you hear that? I said, oh, yeah. He goes, there's so many ducks in there, we're not going to need to worry about ice eaters. Oh, yeah, they'll, that, they'll keep it open. Oh, man, it was – that's the only time I can truly remember the sky being blacked out by ducks. Oh, yeah. It, it was unreal. Yeah, it, it is a sight to see, that's for sure. I mean, it, it takes one time to see something like that, and, I mean, you, you can immediately be hooked, whether you've been hunting 10 years, one year, you know, however long. Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree, man. We 
young kids actually to come out with their parents or whatever, or like a graduation trip or something like that. And uh, these are like, man, we kill a bunch of wood ducks and da da da. And we're like, man, that's that's good. And dude, we'll get in the blind or get daylight and the sky. Is just, I mean, it. These are ducks everywhere. And they're, just, <laughs> they're just in awe, and it's cool to see that on their face and like. Man, they're grinning ear to ear and loving every minute of it. And hell, we may kill four ducks or whatever, and it's it's the best hunt of their life just because of what they got to see and what they got to experience and everything like that. So, yeah, I was gonna say there there's definitely that's that makes you feel so good, you know, when when you take a group out and they're just happy to see something. Yes, yes. You know, no no complaining. They're just happy to be there. Yeah, man, they're just happy to hang out and enjoy the show. Yeah, no kidding. Leading on to my next question. So I was scrolling through your uh, your Instagram, doing a little Instagram creeping on you. Yeah. Man, you are wearing these bands out. You need to you need to save some for the rest of us. Yeah, man, they're they're few and far between, honestly. I mean there's there ain't a whole lot sticking <laughs> around. <laughs> yeah, you keep killing all of them. Yeah, yeah. I wish I killed all of them. Man, me too. Well, are you do y'all ever ban birds down there? Nope, nope. We've never done that. At least since I've been there. Man, I I've been I've been trying to figure out any way I can get in on that. Even even if I'm just helping, you know, I'll be the designated bitch boy. I don't care. I I think that'd be the coolest thing to shoot those rocket nets. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. Man. We've uh, I've actually so my buddy I grew up with. We uh, he went to school to be a biologist or whatever. And, he said, "Hey, I got the got the opportunity to to ban some geese. So and this back home in Illinois, down south, a couple hours, and uh, I was like, hell yeah, I'll go.' And uh, well, the biologists who were there banding them or whatever, they didn't quite like me, uh, my buddy and I, because <laughs> every band that were this was when we were real young, and uh, man, every every band that was old or whatever, they're about to fall off." We'd be like, hey, hey, can we uh, can we take this one? And he, they just give us the dirtiest look. And <laughs> yeah, man, his uh, yeah, I've only ever banded geese one time, and it was it was cool. They're mean little suckers, fully alive. Uh, oh, I don't doubt that. What's uh, you had a pretty cool picture. You holding uh, it might it was probably a goose up by the foot. Man, that that was a pretty cool picture. You know, I was curious, are you doing any of the photography over there? Or is that, you know, I know you guys have hired help for photography, but have you gotten into any of that? Man, I, I have a camera. I'm a, I'm a lot better at killing ducks than I am with a camera. I know that. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, man, a lot of the times, all them, like, close-up pics I just take with my phone, but then anything with, with myself in it or or of uh or of my dog that's uh that gets taken by the camera guy so yeah i was gonna say what uh for all the guys you know that hopefully you're listening to this uh what uh what kind of camera are you using man i fuck it's been years since i've looked at it uh i want (laughs) to say it's a a 70d canon something like that nice Yeah. yeah um i've halfway thought about picking it up on the side just you know bringing a camera out there with me but man when you're running a dog and you're yeah. the decoys trying to remember to take a, a picture or something you know capture that moment 
probably the hardest thing ever because if you got to pick between shooting with your camera or shooting with your gun, I'm going gun every time. It's, a, it's pretty tough to uh, to carry a camera. Snow goose season, it's a little bit easier. But, uh, man, there's not a whole lot of time to pick up a camera while you're duck hunting. you got to keep an eye on your clients, your dog. you got to make sure nobody's moving. It's, uh, it's work for sure. Yeah. I'd like to pick up that camera. Just, man, you really don't have time to. Yeah, oh no, that's tough, man. I, I it's actually I meant meant to say this to you earlier. So you so you're using your dog every time you go out there and hunt with the group. Is yep. that surely you guys do a safety speech or something in the morning cuz I you know, hunting with your buddies is one thing. They they know your dog, they know how hard you've worked to train it and all that, but you ever feel a little nervous taking your own dog out there with the group that you've never hunted with and every every, every day how, how's that work? What, what's your safety speech go like? Man, we'll uh, I'll let the guys get in the blind and like before I tell them, hey, don't load your guns. I'm gonna be setting decoys. My um, dog is gonna be in the blind or in the pit, so uh, just kind of hang out, talk or whatever. Once we get in the blind, Bill, I'll be like shoot times this time. Don't shoot till I call the shot. Do not shoot my dog. Out, outside of the blind, absolutely no shooting your gun. Gun come on safe as soon as you get done shooting and uh, go from there. And hopefully everybody listens. Sometimes so don't listen and you got to you got to have a little little talk with them. Maybe set the next round out. Yes, yes. Yeah, man, that's that's something. Yeah, I mean I, I would imagine you guys don't take that lightly. No, no. I mean, I, I can imagine with an operation like that. I mean, you everything you guys are doing, you're doing it just by the rules. There's no room for error. You know, I, I feel like you guys are kind of, you know, setting the standards for other clubs. Yeah, yeah, man. You gotta have your, uh, you gotta have your T's crossed and your eyes dotted. Oh, wait, and don't forget the lowercase J's. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so you know, when you guys get done hunting. Like I said, with, with such a big operation, you guys you can't risk somebody not tagging their ducks or checking them in or, you know, whatever. You know, after the hunt's over, you know, I, I thought I heard maybe you or somebody say, you know, when the hunt's over with, y'all take all your birds to the processor or something to check them in or how, how's all that work? Yeah, so say we're hunting, guy kills a duck, we'll hand him a, uh, one of them toe tags, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll have, we'll have them fill out their name, license number, conservation number, whatever, address, da, da, da. And uh, we'll have them set that toe tag right in front of them. They shoot a duck, they claim it. Boom. There you go. Then uh, before we even get outside of the blind, everybody zip ties their personal ducks to their toe tag so no ducks are getting mixed up. Nobody's arguing, hey, well, that's my duck or. That's his his duck. Every everybody has their own personal strap, zip tie, different colored zip tie. Makes it even easier. And uh, we'll take group picture. They'll load their birds up in their vehicle. We'll head to the processor. Then that information they have on them toe tags will then go into the books, and uh, they'll fill out that same same uh, same process or whatever. And uh, They'll fill out, well, I got two hands, two mallard drakes, and a teal on that toe tag. They'll put that right in the book, and boom, they're done. 
Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, that some with an operation like y'all's. I mean, that you got to do it like that. There's no, yeah, yeah. there's no ifs, ands, or buts. No, no, that, you you have to do that to to save save your ass, really. Oh yeah, no doubt about that. Or y'all, I mean, I don't know about you personally, but have you ever heard any stories about anybody out there getting hassled by a game warden or you know anything like that? No, no, not really. I mean, they they do their job just like anybody else, uh, man. And yeah, I mean, we really don't have a whole lot of trouble just because of that fact. We we do what we're supposed to do and don't cut any corners with it. So I mean, yeah. they'll, they'll come in, check the logbook or whatever, and and go from there. So yeah, I mean, I, I was gonna say I've. Uh, you guys aren't even going to let somebody jump in the side-by-side without, you know, making sure they've got their license and everything else. I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah, man. And that that's the first thing. Like, so we'll meet the guys and be like, all right, everybody has their hunting license. Everybody's got their plugs in their gun. All that good stuff. And yeah. Then after the hunt, like I said, everybody has their own ducks tagged up and ready to roll. Let's get the process. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's the way to do it, though. I mean, you guys – have a pretty well-oiled machine from what it seems like yeah yeah you know luke man i i couldn't appreciate it any, any more man to have you on tonight yeah man I, I appreciate you having me i enjoyed it yeah man i look forward to shaking your hand and hopefully uh hopefully you put me on some ducks yeah man we'll uh we'll try making that happen we'll do the best we can buddy yeah, man. Well, I hope you uh hope you guys are catching some fish tonight. I don't know how long you guys are staying out, but yeah, hopefully we'll you guys are... we'll be out here a little bit. We got two on right now. Yeah, uh, hopefully y'all are using a uh, goldfish. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man, we got we got the dirtiest look last year when we went into the pet store and bought a couple hundred of them. But... Oh yeah, man. Yeah, they, they don't like that stuff. Oh man, but shoot, you want to catch them? That's the best way to do it. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, if anybody uh, listening is trying to hunt with Luke, hit him up. I'll put you on him. All right. Well, awesome, man. Well, hope you guys have a good night, and uh, I'll be talking to you soon.